0: My name is Simi J. Patoka, my pronouns are they them.
1: And hi, my name is Hannah Crawford and my pronouns are she, her.
0: And we are
1: the Dreaming Divas.
0: We are a podcast inspired by the Screaming Divas.
1: And it is our goal to create a similar platform, but from the perspective of a young singer.
0: And today we had on the brilliant mezzo Camila Montefusco, who is a Brazilian mezzo and is taking Toronto by storm.
1: Today, we talked about family life, um, completing her master's while newly into this crazy career of singing. And Camilla is currently a member of the Rebanks Family Fellowship Program at the Royal Conservatory of Music in Toronto.
0: We had some really great convos, so you'll be sure to check it out. Camilla, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We're so excited to speak with you.
2: Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here.
0: We'll start off with a 60 second life story. Please keep in all the good bits and uh, we'll hold up the timer for you so that you can see where you're at. And whenever you are ready.
2: I started back in Brazil. I am from São Paulo. So um, I started playing the violin when I was six years old. Uh, Played for over 17 years. Um, played in the orchestra for a few years, uh, played for ballets, operas, and that's when I fell in love with singing. So I did my undergrad in violin performance, uh, finished my undergrad, came to Canada uh, to spend the holidays, Uh, ended up staying forever, (laughs) just never went back, Uh, started singing, Um, did my master's at Western, Um, came back. To Toronto, got married. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. And now I am doing the Rebanks Family Fellowship at the Glen Gold School.
0: Ah, well oh. done. That was fantastic. Oh my God. That's amazing. Whoa, that was a good amount of time. You did that very well. Sure
1: it feels very nerve-wracking like I get nervous when people start doing the 60 second I'm like are you gonna make it (laughs) Camilla?" I would love to hear about you growing up in Brazil and what family life was like to you did you have a lot of music in the family um was it something you were always surrounded by when you grew up there
2: yes I was very lucky um that my dad is a fabulous pianist Um, He never had a career uh, in music. He never had a chance to follow that dream. Uh, My entire family comes from poverty, extreme poverty. So it wasn't an option for him, but he got to uh, study, you know, and develop technique and all of that. And I think he's an absolutely fantastic musician. So um, we always had music at home. Um, He would you know get together with friends all the time Um, and you know they would do gigs together weddings and stuff like that Um, and yeah it was just always there so I I feel very lucky in that aspect that uh, when I started I had his full support you know and later on my mom's as well (laughs) like when I started playing the violin my mom uh, tells this story. She says that uh, I asked for the violin. Don't know if that's true or not. You know those things yes. that mom say. You know, <laughs> it was just like, wow, she was asking for the violin, so let's just, you know, let's start the lessons and see where you know it takes her. So, uh, but I just loved music, always. Uh, something that was really big in my life it was because my mom uh she worked all day long and my dad was a teacher at the time so I spent more time with my dad than with my mom um so sometimes in the afternoons um you know I, I would be home with him and <laughs> I remember this day very clearly um I was just playing I had like dolls and stuff and I loved to uh, <laughs> have weddings you know pretend Uh, weddings of course right this was just something that you know i was doing and my dad (laughs) you know i don't know uh, how how you call them uh the thing you you cover the the piano there's like sometimes this red kind of um velvety um yeah this (laughs) and i i like to use that as my carpet right? I'm sure he loved that. Right? (laughs) And as he saw me getting that, he, like, right away, he started playing. And suddenly I had live music, you know, to to just like, play with the dolls and all of that. And it was such a, a magical moment for me just to have my dad there with you know (laughs) i didn't ask for that it was just something that you know he was always very sensitive to all of these things so i feel very very lucky you know to grow in this environment where you know (laughs) music is everywhere and um every moment can be special you know um so yeah those are really great memories i have and i guess you know learning from him just to never take music for granted, you know. It's there, and we should enjoy every second of it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you. My my mom was a piano teacher for 24 years, so I, like this similar upbringing. But I think it's a it's a certain kind of inspiration in a sense. It's not it's not particularly like that's why you do what you do, but it's you're just surrounded by it your entire life so what else could you see yourself doing right yes absolutely
0: yeah y'all are lucky my parents can't carry a tune (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna hear
1: you say that
0: they know it (laughs) (laughs) so Camila, tell me about what it was like doing your undergrad in brazil in violin
2: um it was my very first experience being in the real world, I would say, like kind of like having a chance to um, be far from home, you know, in a sense, and just uh, do my own thing. It was um, my opportunity to start actually figuring out what mattered to me as as an artist and performer. Um, I had a chance to meet wonderful people, you know, uh, my, one of my biggest like, favorite musical partners was, uh, I, I met him there and it was really special for me to just get to do something new, you know, and <laughs> to actually explore, um, you know, I, I played the violin and I practiced, hours and hours every day since I was like 11 12 when when I started to practice for real um and when I got to the university I was like okay practice practicing is still part of my life but now I get to actually explore other things and that's actually how I started to go to choir you know and to meet singers you know and at the time I didn't realize what was going on Uh, it was just I was just surrounded by (laughs) singers and you know (laughs) all the time I was like suddenly most of my friends were singers (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and now I look back and I'm like okay I see what was going on at the time no clue clue. you know what was happening really but uh, being in the university you know it was when I started playing in, in a symphony orchestra and it was my very first time actually having money you know like having like oh now I am independent you know financially and I, I, I get to do whatever I want <laughs> you know it, it, it's that that freedom with more responsibility you know all, all, all these things it was really my my first contact uh, with, you know, being a, a, the world out there, being a musician and um, figuring out what I wanted to do,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm curious what your, th- uh, how you, how, what importance collaborating is to you, because you were saying, like, when you got to school, it was the first time you could actually interact with other musicians and, and put forth this art that you're creating together. What effect did that have on how you saw your future?
2: Um, well, I think it changed my life, um, basically. Um, the first collaboration I had uh, was something that opened my eyes to more possibilities, things I could, could have never thought of. Before, so the the uh, this collaboration I had um, with this friend of mine, he's a guitar player. His name is Vinicius, and he wanted to start uh, arranging uh, songs. He was, a, you know, wanted to compose and just do different stuff. Um, and I wanted to sing B- Brazilian popular music. So we were we both had a very classical training. And we were both flirting with popular, you know, and jazz and bossa nova and samba and all of these styles. We just wanted to explore, you know, things. And so we started, it was just this kind of like chamber music class we had. And we started the duel at the time um, just to experiment and a year later we won um the first prize in one of the biggest competitions in sao paulo (laughs) with the duo and he basically wrote arrangements for violin uh guitar and voice where i would alternate you know my role as singer or or violinist and there was a lot of improvisation um and all with Brazilian popular music so this was something completely different than everything I've done so far you know Um, and it was the first time I felt I could connect with an audience Uh, it was my very first time singing in front of people and even then uh, I still didn't consider myself a singer people would come ask me they're like, what are you now? Because people love to put, write a, a tag. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I'm a violinist who really enjoys singing. That's it. Because I I didn't take lessons, you know, voice lessons. I never studied voice before. So it was just, again, I was having fun with it. You know, it was kind of like, well, I... I I know I, at the time I knew I just wanted us to sound good you know and I wanted the audience to have a good time and we wanted to tell a story with the songs we we chose so we came up with this one hour show um that had you know beginning middle and end there was a narrative there and we were telling a story with the songs we, we chose so for me, this was something completely out of the box. You know, uh, it just happened, and, and the, the, these are the things that happen when you meet your people. You know, <laughs> when you meet people that you don't even need to say too many things. It, it kind of, you know, things just work, um, and that's where collaboration. You know, be, really, as I said before, changed my entire life because it showed me something like it the side that I never had the courage to really look at which was the the singing uh part of things you know and it it allowed me to explore that in a low pressure environment as well because it wasn't classical singing you know it wasn't opera so (laughs) so yeah so it, it it was really for the fun of it but um it was also when I fell in love with poetry, you know, and I started to really look into um, lyrics and, you know, why, <laughs> why the composer or the, you know, the poet wrote things the way they did, you know, and, and that that's when I started really thinking about these things. And, um, yeah, the, the, from there, you know, uh, from the point where when we started the collaboration, um i pretty much remember thinking i want to sing i was starting the my third year at university i had my job in the orchestra my career as a violinist was going fine you know (laughs) i was like yeah i'm doing everything i'm supposed to do you know and in my age and then i was like i really want to sing i just you know don't don't know what to do, but I always thought that it was important for me to finish the things I started. Uh, And so I decided to finish my undergrad um, in violin performance, um, knowing that I would have to just, you know, change things later on because I I had already, you know, I I fell in love with singing, simple as that, and (laughs) uh, I couldn't ignore that for too much longer. I was just like, okay, let's finish this, you know, let's, uh, uh, it's c- conclusion. And then you think about the future later.
1: So <laughs> You found that, um, between your undergrad and your master's, how many years did you, did you go right to your master's right away?
2: So I finished my undergrad because the, the year, the school year in Brazil goes from January to December. It's not September to to what, me, (laughs) Uh, it is here, right, Um, so I finished my undergrad in December of 2017, and I was like, wow, I need a break, I just need to, you know, (laughs) I need a break, so I had, I, I saved money to visit my uncle and aunt, who live in Canada, was like, I'm just going to spend the holidays in Canada. Um, And in January, I I go back to Brazil, and I think about my life, you know, that was the plan. So I arrive in Canada, in December. um, And in January, late, late January, I'm canceling uh, my flight back to Brazil, because I have now decided to stay in Canada to study singing and i knew because i had never had lessons voice lessons i would need a year to get prepared at least a year to get prepared for auditions so that was the time where i was you know figuring out my life i was here in canada living with my family um in burlington and i was just doing some voice lessons and coachings uh yeah in the next year and preparing for auditions in the the next season um so i had this you know year gap uh because i needed to (laughs) learn how to sing it's like of course you you need a repertoire to audition you know you need to like what do you
1: mean i need to what (laughs)
2: like what right (laughs) but again like i knew all the the repertoire uh as a violinist, right? I knew all the violin concertos, you know? I knew all this, the the symphonic um, repertoire, you know, orchestra and all these things, but not really voice. So I had to, you know, figure out things, uh, and a, a lot of that was really like by myself. It was the the hardest year of my life, absolutely no doubt. I've never been more lonely. Uh, more depressed, you know, not just not knowing I left everything behind. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I was like, well, I have this dream, still don't know if I, you know, can, if, if it's going to happen or not. I'm going to hope for the best and work really hard, but nothing is guaranteed right ever. Um, so for me, it meant leaving behind something that was guaranteed, you know, that was safe, um and kind of just coming here and being like well let's see let's see what happens right yeah
1: so that's like a a big risk but obviously it paid off quite well (laughs) um I would love. I just would love to know because I do, I have a couple instrumentalist friends that did switch to voice as well, and I feel like this answer is always different for everybody. But what's the biggest thing you could take from your violin training to your singing? I know we talked a little bit about this at IYDV this summer, in some of our master classes. But I just would love to like pick your brain more on onto that topic. Um, that's
2: a tricky one. Uh, people have asked me that before and i i usually i want to say oh i think of the bow you know and the lines you know and i want to say something like that because it sounds like it would be fancy but if i want to be completely honest i don't have the specific words for that what happens usually i will sing someone doesn't know anything about me a coach or a teacher you know they don't know that i play the violin and you know and then at the end they're like wow you're very musical you 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 know for your age it seems like you have a very mature idea and conception of what you're what you want to do and that's very obvious and this is what i think is the thing that i it it's simply you know <laughs> i played for almost two decades this is my life it's not like i started music when i started singing right so any i don't know musicality i i don't want to sound cheesy um yeah but <laughs> yeah i i would say not just the intention but really a, an idea of how to phrase um uh, you know and how to carry uh you see i don't have the words (laughs) sorry (laughs) but basic the basic idea is that i just had music in my life all these years and i think that is a huge advantage yes you know it was there all the time um and there is one thing i think i learned as a violinist that is definitely for me it's I'm so grateful for it I learned how to practice as a violinist Mm -hmm. yes this was a big thing um even nowadays like when I go to and I I start singing I don't know coloratura something like that that I need to study you know a passage that will be super fast I always do exercises that I would do as a violinist Uh, I will just, you know, use uh, rhythm and changing rhythm, you know, and I always have my metronome going on, you know, always, it's just part of my life, you know, it's just there. Um, And things like that, like the the technicalities, you know, of being an instrumentalist and having to be very, you know, (laughs) methodic about the way you practice. And this is definitely something I use as a singer. It's just I I feel like it's a tool, and that helps me learn music, quick, which is what I need the most, because I'm always playing catch up, right? And it's 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 like I I started later that than most of my peers, so I'm I'm always like oh my god, my repertoire list is not too long, you know, <laughs> there's so much I need to to learn and just add right to 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 the package, so it it really helps in that sense, does that answer your
1: question? <laughs> no, I think it definitely does i you you have a huge advantage having violin training, I think because i schools kind of beat to death to you the how to perform and how to have craftsmanship on stage, but you also have that technical side of things as well, which is really important.
0: but I also kind of want to go back to this idea of of uh, coming into singing with, uh, a limited amount of training prior to entering the field. Because I think it's really interesting that, uh, in the pop world, there, y- some of them haven't had a single voice lesson in their life, and they just started doing that, and of course there is technique, especially with opera, you can hurt yourself, uh, but who's to say that, uh, you start singing, and yeah, you haven't been studying for ten years, can you call yourself a singer? Is it just automatic? Or do you have to go through this training? Because I I would say, I have never taken an acting class in my life, but I would say acting is probably one of the strongest things about me as a singer. So I would consider myself an actor. Where's that push and pull for you, do you think?
2: Uh, Yeah, this makes me, just just reminds me of um, an event. This happened back in Brazil. And you will understand where I'm going with this story. Uh, I was doing a, a coaching with one of, a, a professor in in the university back in Sao Paulo, in Brazil. And uh, it was a coaching with this friend of mine. We were going to perform one of the pieces that the duo was doing at the time. and uh, And this professor was like, oh, wow, you're, you know, you're, a violinist and a singer, isn't that fantastic? Um, And I, I looked at him and I was like, wait a second, I am a violinist. I really trained for this. I'm not a singer, not yet. Someday I might be able to say that, but not yet. And he looked at me and he was like, I'm trying to translate in my mind. (laughs) But this doesn't work. He was basically like, do you see what you're doing? And I was, I looked at him, I was like, what are you even talking about? He's like, well, every time you say you're not a singer, you're only a violinist, that makes you, it's like you're finding an excuse not to do your singing really well because you're not a singer so you're a violinist this is something you can do well but if you don't sing very well and you don't consider yourself a singer then you're off the hook and what he was basically trying to say was like stop with this bs sorry
1: um no
0: it's okay you can swear on here
2: i can swear on here okay yes, he, he was he was so straight to the point he was like you better start considering yourself a singer otherwise you're just gonna hide forever and you're never gonna take ownership of the craft and you're never gonna take responsibility on what you're doing as a singer and I thought that that was really intense uh that moment was kind of like a you know a shock for me and I felt like things changed in my mind after that it was important for me to actually start saying yes I am a singer in my own terms you know uh (laughs) but not trying to find excuses you know not being like yes I am a singer but uh yes I'm a singer but you know what I mean? And uh, so what What defines what you are or what you aren't, right? I'm not a violinist anymore because I am not practicing six hours a day. I I don't think, you know, I, I would say that. <laughs> I'm still a violinist, you know, even though I don't do that all the time. Um, you know, so it's a question right it's something for us to think about um i don't think there's a definite answer but i think it's something we get to decide we get a say on on it
0: absolutely you know yeah i think actually i was having a conversation with my friend laura who you both know of and uh i was struggling with this idea of the fact that I'm trying to pursue opera, but my income right now is from personal training. I'm a personal trainer. And so I've been having this struggle between when people ask me, oh, what do you do? I want to say I'm an opera singer because that's what I identify with, but that's not where my main source of income is right now. So I feel obligated to say personal trainer, even though everything feels wrong when I say it. Uh, So, then I was talking to Laura about it and she was like, well, Simi, do you sing opera? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, so you're an opera singer. And I was like, oh, that's how that works. Like, You just need to self-identify the fact that, okay, yes, I do this and I take it seriously and I love it and that's who I am and that's just kind of point blank Period. It's really interesting. It's a good conversation. Just
1: convenient that it's also a career later on too.
0: Like, yeah, isn't it so fun that this career only starts like 10 years down the line from now? Isn't that fun? I love <laughs> that.
1: It's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
1: good that you
2: know starting now, right? Yes.
0: You're exactly. aware from here on out. <laughs> yeah, but it's also it's also interesting to talk about it in the sense of identity too. Cuz obviously okay. identity being a non-binary that's like a big part of like of course in my daily run throughs yeah. in my head. I'm like, okay, who so who am I today? And it's and who you are is a lot of what you do. I think mm. I think a lot of people take identity, and when someone asks, "Oh, what do you do? i'm uh this," instead of "I do this." I would love to go um back to something we were talking about earlier. um I was curious if you still do any uh Brazilian pop music nowadays.
2: Um not really pop. I'm kind of in between what i'm doing lots um and actually there will be a recital full of this repertoire um in yeah i think in april Ooh. yeah so I'll, I'll be doing a repertoire of you know, south american uh latin american music and uh, there will be many brazilian songs there and all of these songs um they are somewhere in between. Uh, they're not fully you know classical but there's just so much of there's a lot of like speaking in those songs there it, because it's all about storytelling and they are folk songs so I am doing a lot of that um currently also because this is part of my project with the rebanks program um I feel like my heritage is, is, I'm very proud of it. I, I want to do more of it. And I want people to know, you know, because this is, this is just part of who I am. And that's how I came to the singing world. You know, it, it was through these songs. Um, they really fascinated me since I heard them the very first time. So I do that, what I need nowadays i need more partners i i I need more people that are into this type of music and that want to create um you know that want people who want to collaborate with me um because if you're not passionate about this then don't even you know (laughs) know. Like, like seriously why would you right um I guess I do these songs and this repertoire because I love it. And there's nothing like singing in your native tongue, right? Uh, There's nothing like it. So for me, these are, you know, the things I want to have in my life. It doesn't matter where I'm living, you know, what I'm doing in in my career. This is just part of who I am. So yes, answering your questions, Timmy, I am doing popular and folk you know brazilian music for sure oh people have no idea what i'm singing about but they are still enjoying it that tells me something right that tells me that i know how to tell these stories even though they don't understand a word most people you know just because brazilian portuguese is not very common (laughs) you know but um if I still connected with my audience, you know, uh, then that means that that there was something there. So that was kind of like the beginning for me to just start thinking about doing more of this repertoire.
0: That's so cool. Well, you actually kind of segued perfectly into our next topic, which was storytelling. Um, Mm -hmm. Like in that story, you were just, it didn't matter what the words were The audience got what was happening and so what is your process and how do you apply that to opera roles or art songs or any type of music that you perform Mm
1: -hmm. well
2: let's say the obvious first right we always go back to text and i heard that so many times now and i'm sure i'm gonna keep hearing that you know, forever, and now I am becoming the person who talks about that. And
1: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm <am> only twenty five. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> but seriously, everything is there. For God's sake, it's just it's just there. You know, and it's a given. And it kind of bothers me when people don't get that. Because, because I was a violinist and I played fabulous repertoire because there's an amazing repertoire for violin, in my opinion. I just loved it. It was fantastic. But it doesn't matter how beautiful, how challenging, you know, how virtuose, how, you know, how all of that is. We don't have the words. We just don't, you know, there are no words. Good luck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Good luck, telling a story, And you know, we still need to find a way. Uh, but when you have words, when you have text, i I don't think us singers have ever had any th- this is the best gift we've had as singers. That's how I see it. So I never take it for granted ever it's just i was like it wasn't in my life before now it is all the time so i'm just not gonna ignore it or you know (laughs) i'm gonna pay attention to this so um of course i think I, i would say most of us we something that happens to me at least i listen to this new song or aria And we fall in love with the melody, right? We fall in love with the music. And you're like, wow, this is really moving. This is really fantastic. Um, But usually the pieces that instantly move me, when I go to the text, it's, it's mind blowing. It's like suddenly I'm opening this door to a whole new world. I had no idea it was there. You know uh, and everything starts to come together so I I guess you know when when I approach any roles or or songs, this is just the very first step for me. I just go back to text and something that is really important for me I translate everything to my native tongue I translate twice I translate it to English and then to brazilian portuguese but what i practice the most is to say the words in my native tongue Mm. and some magic happens when i do that um and it's kind of silly some (laughs) from repetition i start to see things that i never saw before and now comes the silly part sometimes I find myself like I start to cry and I don't even understand what's happening but but there's this a, a direct it's like connection right it's, a, it's something that <laughs> that happens and suddenly I I find myself really understanding what the work is about and you know whatever is in front of me is just like oh this is the story okay so so now how do we share that with the audience (laughs) and that's and 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 then that's a another process right um and and then comes the part of real connection how do well we something really nice was having those lessons at the institute hannah Mm -hmm. i am thinking about you know connection and it's so difficult for us as singers, right? We get emotional and suddenly the technique gone. Gone. <laughs> yeah, I completely got, you know start the breathing uh, here really, you know, like suddenly you're choking, you know, and you want to cry, but you can't. So what what is that, right? Uh, <laughs> and what I am starting to realize from my very limited short experience singing it's just that the longer it gets you know the longer i, I spend with a piece it, i really start to make it mine and so uh, and that's where the magic starts to happen <laughs> i don't see much of that with new repertoire but anything i i know I go back to and I have a chance to actually you know mature (laughs) and you know and think more about these things Uh, yeah this is what actually allows me to do the things I want to do as a singer and actress right and that's where I think the true connection happens and where the storytelling right (laughs) really really happens which is always the goal uh, at least for me, that that should always be
1: the goal. I kind of, I agree with that. I, I was, It reminds me of when we um, had coachings with Catherine Leboeuf at um, IYDV. And so Catherine's uh, an English and diction specialist. And I remember having a one-on-one with her and she was saying, where's the verb and the noun in this sentence? And my brain was like, uh, what? i didn't i didn't get it i was like what do you i mean it's there and there and then it made me realize after reflecting about it past iway past program was like that should be something you think about in all languages not just english not just your native tongue is the verb and the noun and the descriptive words of of a passage are so so important in depicting anything so that was kind of fun
2: and that's really what ends up bringing everything to life, right? It's a choice you make all the time. <laughs> yeah. it's, that's what I keep noticing. It's like, well, how can you make choices if you don't know every single word you're, you know, mm-hmm. singing? It, 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 because sometimes we change our minds, right? a character could change their minds anytime right that, that's just uh, so i i see the knowledge you know of, of languages and really understanding what you're talking about i see that as the absolute freedom for us to create on the spot right you plan everything you do the best you can repetition you have a plan you have a structure But the only thing that allows you to go further and take risks, you know, and actually do whatever feels right at that instant, because it's always something new. It's always different, right? This is when we have the complete, really, you, you get a hold of the things you're saying, right? And you say them like you didn't think about them before. You say them as your, you know, <laughs> this is my this is my character, spelling right, just kind of like having these words out there for because that's what they are feeling.
1: I would love to chat with you a little bit about uh, you and your hubby. I know that you just got married recently, which was came as a surprise to all of us, but it's so so exciting. Um, and I just I would love to t- hear about how you feel being married and you know doing your masters and having a serious relationship and not necessarily in a bad way but how is that affecting your musical life is he like is he a huge source of passion for you
2: yeah um okay so my husband uh it's it's still funny to say that Um, I'm still not used to it it's a new thing uh I, I call him my partner all the time because that's actually how I feel about our relationship. It's I've never had a partner like that. He's my partner, you know, he's in life with me. And what actually happened, uh, because this was after I finished my master's in London, still right pandemic. <laughs> oh, what is happening with life and all, all these things, but actually during the pandemic. Uh, when nothing was really happening, we started living together, and it was really difficult for me to go back to London, you know, and continue my life without living with him, since I, I had that experience before. And so, when I went back to London, I was like, "Wow!" Even though we were in the middle of a pandemic, you know, things were bad I have never been happier and that was like you know clear as daylight you know it was just like super obvious like wow um <laughs> I just won this you know and we both you know we were we were we always talked about um sharing life together you know and um and he always knew what I was up to, you know. <laughs> he always knew that I wanted to have a career in opera, you know. He knew I would have to move to another country, you know, someday, soon. Who knows, right? But he he was aware of all these things. He knew I would uh, never give up on the dreams I have in my career just to be with someone, you know. And he was the very first, like, you know, person who actually was like, we can do this together, you know, it was like, well, you can really travel and we might have to live in different countries for a while, you know, you're going to go and do your own thing and adventures and all that, but we are going to just try to make it work you know and he was the person who gave me all the incentive to study and to try bigger things and to be bolder you know um because he is older than me and has more experience um i i i really do feel like i'm always learning from him so so chris really gave me the courage i didn't have before to be who I am and to do the things I really want to do with my life. Uh, So after we got married, what actually happened was just that he was more, even more present in my life than before. Um, He cooks for me, you know, he knows how busy I am. Sometimes I don't have time. It seems crazy, but sometimes I don't have time to go to the grocery store, right? I, I don't have time to cook a real meal. Um, so he visits me because he lives in Hamilton. I'm living here in Toronto. He comes on the weekends and then he cooks for the entire week. And no matter how tired I am, you know, like if I get home, there's food there for me. And this is something that I probably learned this from my my family. We demonstrate love with food. It's very real. Like it's, it's just something that is there, you know? And uh, <laughs> and this is one of the things he does that allows me to spend more hours at school practicing. That allows me to actually do more in my studies because he understands. He knows all the the anxiety I feel, right? That the again the the playing catch up feeling, right? Uh, being like, okay, I I need to do this, and time is passing, and things need to happen, right? The, <laughs> that, that feeling. So he is aware of all, all of that and he does everything he can to alleviate the stress to just be like, okay, you're not alone. You know, <laughs> if you were before, it's like, okay, now we are doing this together and um, he sees time that we spend together as investment. He's like, well, he's like, I support the arts. That's what he says. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I love to support the arts. And that's, you know, he's my biggest sponsor. But because, you know, we all need love and caring, right? And feel like there's someone that will be there for us no matter what happens. So um, I I would say, you know, it it has affected my life for, it's just better now (laughs) with him (laughs) there. You know, it's... uh, uh, my life got easier since he, you know, since we got married and um, it's still very challenging, but, you know, we were, we're very determined to make it work. You know, he has his dreams as well. And he's working really hard for the things he wants, you know, but we have the sense that we understand this is, crazy when I say that out loud (laughs) because (laughs) I think a lot about these things but I I don't always you know uh, verbalize them but basically accepting that we may not be able to live together and have community and a place together for the next four to five years that's a crazy idea and we married right? We are together, we decided to spend life together. But in our minds, we're like, well, we already decided to do this for life, right? This is how we feel about right now. So we will have time, you know, to, to do these things. But we have, we both have big dreams <laughs> in our, you know, in, in our respective fields. So um Chris, he not only understands that but he dreams with me you know he he's my biggest fan I'm confident about that (laughs) (laughs) nobody has ever loved my voice more than he does I would say that (laughs) you know and he's very enthusiastic about everything um and I just feel so lucky I speaking you know this is my experience it's really i find it really difficult to find uh partners that are understanding of our crazy lives Yep. it's really i i found it really challenging it's like well i'm it's sunday right sunday i'm I'm at school i spent the day at school and i've Been in situations before where partners were like, "You don't have weekends." I'm like, "Uh, uh." (laughs) Sometimes, you know, (laughs) but it, you know, and it it's tiring to be like, "Listen, it's not that I don't want to spend time with you. It's just that this is how things are." Yeah. When at this this time of our lives, right? We're young and we have the energy. Not all the time, but you know, we, we do the best we can now, because that's what we need to do. Um, I am very guilty. I'm not proud of, you know, I say I work hard because I don't know anything different, but I understand that I need to learn how to take breaks, how to you know, because this is super important. And the longer, you know, the, the older I get, more I understand, you know, the, the how this should be a priority in my life. And I'm just, I'm still learning how to do that. Um, Chris helps me a lot with that. Just, you know, showing me the picture. <laughs> you know, sometimes I had a busy week from Sunday to Sunday. At the, on- at the end of the week, I just want to cry. I'm like, wow, I feel like I did so much and it was still not enough that feeling of right not being enough and he's like just look at the things you did you know Uh, just stop and maybe you just need to sleep like 12 hours you're gonna feel better after that that's (laughs) about
1: right yeah
2: you know (laughs) and sometimes that that's exactly it is just I just needed one day off and and then I started to feel like myself again you know so it's good for me to have someone in my life who has a perspective the perspective, you know, like from outside the field, <laughs> you know, someone who is actually can can see, you know, we work really hard, but there's more than practice and just studying all the time, right? There's there's much more than that. Um,
1: so does that answer
2: uh, how my no. life is expected?
1: <laughs> no, I love it. It's so it was really really good. Um, I very inspiring. I. It's lovely to hear that. And I love Chris. He's so sweet.
2: (laughs) Yes, he's totally awesome. Totally awesome. I just, I didn't think I could achieve things in my life like I think I can now just because I'm not dealing with life alone. And that's big. I I never thought, I was always very independent and took pride in that, you know, Yes, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> to get where I want to get. And nowadays, I'm like, wow, it's not like I'm going to give up on dreams or anything like that. But I understand the importance of having someone in my life to celebrate when I get a contract, you know, <laughs> someone at the end of the day when I get home tired, you know, to just be there with me. You you know, it's really the importance of not doing this completely by myself. You know, one of the biggest challenges since coming to Canada is just not having a community. Um, I've been, I I lived so far in three different cities since I moved to Canada. You know, always moving, always kind of like here and there, here and there. There's no time to build community, you know? There, there's no time to connect with people in a deeper, you know, level. Um, and that's something I miss tremendously. So this is something that when I think about my future, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to work really hard now because the day I saddle, you know, the day I, <laughs> I feel like, you know, I conquered the things, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, the achieve. For me, it's going to be like, okay, now I have the time to invest in relationships, right? To, you know, have a family or whatever, you know, but, but just really thinking about, okay, I'm doing the things I'm doing now and it's not easy, but it's okay because it's temporary. There's, you know, it's not forever.
0: So I was wondering... Uh... I think I think Hannah and I both agree and a lot of the people that we are mutual friends with will all agree that you will be successful. I don't think there's any question about it. And so we I think we were wondering what are the goals that you have set out for yourself? Let's say mm-hmm. two years from now, five years from now.
2: 10 and 5. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um oof. I have a list. <laughs>
0: So organized
1: oh
2: I just in this topic i I did a an exercise of like more of like a mental exercise. I like to write a lot, and um I don't do as much as I would like to, but every time I take the time to do it, it just you know until my hands fall out, you know it's like <laughs> I just really focused on the task. And I did this exercise where uh, I was writing. um, It was like, I was writing a page of my journal in 10 years from now, the exact date, you know, how, at the end of the day, how I spent the day and I was writing in my journal, um, what happened, you know, and the idea was to write with the tiniest this the the smallest details I could you know uh put on on the page about my day what I ate you know what time I woke up what did I what, what did I do um how my house looked like you know did I have a pet did I you know were there kids or whatever you know oh any you can possibly imagine like the color of the wall of your bedroom you know <laughs> it's, it's like this level of detail and uh, the idea is that you write this and you read it every year and the idea is that this is something you write imagining that you conquered everything you could possibly you know achieve like, in your life you've done it it's like the sky is the limit. It's like anything you want. Anything that you want to happen, happened. And it was funny to imagine, you know, uh, my future in a scenario where I could have anything. And what it came down to, you know, at the end, as I was reading, you know, what I had written, I'm um, not going to give details because... <laughs> Not necessary, but (laughs) but the the basic idea uh, was that I had a performing career where I was able to travel and always come back to this place um, I lived. I have a dream of living in Europe. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time. I don't know if, you know, I would return to Canada or not, but I know I would like to live in Europe at least for a few years. I feel the need to just experience the culture, um, you know, <laughs> the languages and all that. I think this is really essential for my craft, for the things I want to do, you know, for my career. Um, so this is a big thing just to be another country i really want to be able to speak more languages fluently this is a big big goal i have that i feel i will only achieve for real when i have a chance to be immersed in in those cultures so this is something like i would say for the next five years i would like to make that happen i don't have a a solid plan for that yet but i have an idea of what i need to do and you know so this is a big one i want languages because again it goes back to the storytelling and what matters to me as a singer right it's the the connection that's the only thing that matters to me at the end of the day so for me, I see in a, uh, in order to do the things I want to do, I need to speak the languages I'll be singing in. <laughs> it's just, there's no other way.
1: <laughs> so, nice.
0: you, know, you know, so. Italian with me and you practice your German with Hannah.
1: Okay, Sounds good. Done.
0: Cool. I like that, that works for me. <laughs> and then you uh, guys <laughs> can teach me German. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs>
1: love it. Uh, let's make it happen. <laughs>
2: Um, but really, my goals. Um, I just want to say honestly, if I can do that for a living, you know, what defines success to me? What keeps happening? I remember when I arrived in Canada, and I was like, Well, um, my dream would be to be one of the Rebanks fellows someday. I couldn't even like imagine that this would be possible for me, but this was my biggest dream at the time when I started singing, like over three years ago. I couldn't imagine anything bigger than that. that That's how much I didn't, you know, I couldn't see the picture. And now that I am here, I'm like, what you thought this was big at the time right because that's yeah. what happens. you dream with something that seems insane at the time you're like what never right um uh, and then it happens you're and you're like it wasn't that big of a deal
1: <laughs> a pretty big deal
2: <laughs> but but you know you know what i mean it, uh-huh. it was for me and i, I i'm sure we all we know we know what I'm talking about here, right? It's like you dream about things when they happen, if we don't take a moment to kind of like take it in and really you know realize that you achieved something that three years ago seemed impossible, and now is just another thing in your life. You're like wow, then what's gonna happen in five or ten years, right? so a big thing for me right now in my stage of development one of my biggest dreams at this moment is to work with Barbara Hennigan that's one of Barbara if you're watching this
1: get <laughs> our you lesson you watching this um, I'm ready anytime you are um <laughs> She's fantastic. I don't blame you.
2: I want to work with someone like that, right? Who was thinking about opera, singing, music, right? Period. <laughs> In this day and time. What is important nowadays, right? In the 21st century? Why are we doing what we are doing? You know, this is, she is someone who thinks about peak performance about mental preparation about the psychology of all everything we do right this is someone who knows how to plan their their day like right? to exercise to meditate to you know to learn music to conduct you know to be an entrepreneur is that the word yeah Uh, you you know what i mean it's it's just something that it's i look at that and for me this is the future of opera this is the one of you know (laughs) the answers for you know the just surviving uh and making our art matter in this day and time um so this is a goal of mine. I want I want to work with people. It's when I think about my dreams, you know, what my real dreams are. It's like to work with fantastic people. I always think about the practice, about the, the rehearsal part of things. I don't usually think about the debut, you know. I think about, oh my God, wouldn't it be amazing to work with this conductor, you know, or to develop this uh, this this character with this director or to, because these are the moments I feel the most accomplished, you know, uh, uh, the performance aspect of the, the whole thing. I'm like, well, this happened to be <laughs> one of the elements of what we do, but I noticed that it's not where my passion lies. My passion is and everything that prepares you for that, the, right? It's the growth. It's like, wow, well, I'm doing something I never did before. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's so difficult to look at myself, you know, and face the situation where I don't know what I'm doing. This is a big challenge and I need to learn something new here. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult sometimes. It can be so challenging. But every time, you know, <laughs> we can pass that point, <laughs> we get to the other side. I'm like, wow, that was worth it. <laughs> every second, you know, that's the growth. It really is. And, and so, well, I have some big dreams, you know, of, I, I want to sing in big opera houses of course I want that you know uh if it's gonna happen for me or not I don't know I'm working really hard for the things you know I want um I'm not gonna settle for just a little you know but but every time i think about like why am i doing this you know why why should i continue doing this and the answer for me is just that i don't see any other option that you know just to keep going mm-hmm. i i think i would be miserable if i wasn't working on my craft and, and developing you know the my these skills i am the happier when I am on stage, right, when I am collaborating with people, when I am making music, art with others, so um, I don't think there's anything better than that for me, at least, I, I, you know, I think we are all passionate about performance, right, the performing arts, um, I don't think there's anything like it,
1: so, <laughs> Again, I
2: don't you really just went
1: right it. ahead and answered that last question for us <laughs> Yeah, it was,
0: it was such a brilliant segue to like just finish it off that way but I I completely agree with you Camilla of course yes performing is next level shit but when <laughs> um when I am learning something it's actually it's quite funny and embarrassing I'll have lessons and Elizabeth McDonald notices it more than my other teacher. And she'll be like, why are you smiling? What What are you laughing at me for? And I'm literally, and I'm beaming, beaming smile on my face. And I'm like, I literally didn't notice I was smiling. I'm just really enjoying learning right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And she,
0: and she totally calls me out every freaking time. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't stop. Yeah. But it's so It's so fulfilling to know that growth is happening. Because I think when we think of growing as singers and that could be in lesson, it could be on stage master classes, it could be acting classes. The list goes on and on. I think that's not just developing our skills, but us as people. Like when I learn something new in a lesson, for example, I just feel like I've I've gotten wiser. Yes yeah. so now that's something that I've learned. Not that I want to teach, don't get me wrong. Oh, that's something I've learned that I can give to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very interesting.
2: Yes. And this is a, well, we go back to why singing is so magical, right? We, there's absolutely no way you can separate the person from <laughs> the instrument, right? It's just this one mess. right it's just what it is um I remember when I was starting to sing this was a big lesson for me big big lesson um I come from a very religious family very traditional very you need to be humble you need you know don't don't be too much ever you know, that there's no room for that. Um, And that was reflected in my personality a lot. Um, And then I started singing. And I remember one time my teacher, he asked me, he was like, are you afraid of being loud? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know that well. (laughs) I was like, "Um, no. I was like are you afraid of occupying space you know like of existing in this world with everything you got and i was like maybe <laughs> i might have to take this therapy
0: um <laughs> you know
1: that sounds very very familiar trust me i get it <laughs>
0: actually Marcia Whitehead, who is going to be a future guest of ours, put it into words. She has a blog. She put it into words so perfectly. I had to message her after reading this blog and say, I've never been able to put this feeling into words in the way that you just have. It's as if your personality is so big, you'll knock something over by just existing. Yep. That's That's exactly it. it. Yeah.
2: Exactly it. And if you don't, if you're not aware of that, right, as a, as you're learning singing, right, as a, good luck. It's just, yeah. like, if you want to be an opera singer, hello, you're going to be loud.
1: And you're going to, you know,
2: this is your presence. Yes. <laughs> and you need it, right?
1: It's larger than life. That's the whole point.
2: Yes that's why
1: we are so drawn to,
2: to to this art form right that's why we love this with our mm-hmm. souls, right so so it's um I don't even know why I started talking about that but it just came to my mind <laughs> you know that this this connection of like knowing who we are and not just knowing but not only accepting but literally embracing right is is what is going to allow us to keep going progressing and you know <laughs> finding the true connection right to with to our voices and um and that's for me there's
1: uh,
2: getting emotional (laughs) there's nothing like it (laughs) every time I think about you know just I decided to leave everything behind to do this and people are like wow what a what a brave thing you did you know like what a you know this choice you made and I keep thinking that it was not a choice I think if, you know, anyone had a chance to actually, you know, start to explore all, everything that is involved when we, when we sing, right, Um, more people would understand why we go through the things we go through, just to continue doing this.
0: I think it's time for rapid fire if you have uh, an extra few minutes on your hands.
1: Yes, Yes, I
0: do. All right, Hannah, would you like to start us off?
1: Yes. And I'll I'll proudly shout out this mug was made by Leslie Fagan, my previous voice teacher as a graduation gift. So thanks, Leslie.
0: My teacher gave oh, no. me a handlebook.
1: Love that. That would be great too, you know? Different I love thoughts.
0: It. It's my favorite possession.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm pulling my paper, it's written on an LCBO receipt, just so everyone's aware. <laughs> okay. Camilla, what is your favorite sound? Um, my mom's voice. Oh
0: that's beautiful. Um describe yourself in three words. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um passionate intense grateful
1: there you go um <laughs> uh, uh, what's i can't even read my own writing guys um what's your pet peeve
2: uh people that think they know everything mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: period um favorite swear word in any language
2: i would say fuck that's
1: everyone's going answer it really is yeah
2: yeah it's just too good
1: right yeah (laughs) um what's your favorite beverage is that what that says yeah what's your favorite beverage
2: cider oh yeah
0: okay january 15th um <laughs> what composer would you like to talk to from any era
2: oh we know the answer for that
0: <laughs> we know. our viewers don't know
2: i would talk to Strauss. yeah definitely <laughs> i have many questions um
1: <laughs> very fair um <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush?
2: Barbara Hannigan. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh my god, me too.
1: Yeah. Yep, there is.
0: No, I'm very grateful <laughs> to Joyce and Isabel. Okay, um, who do you? This might be the same answer. Who do you fan person over?
1: Oh,
2: yeah. Can it be just the same person?
0: Yeah. No, that's fine.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I'm. I'm like not even you know healthy like <laughs> that that's how crazy it gets watching all interviews you know like constantly like what is she doing now
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it's just sorry. healthy research just right
2: you. healthy research <laughs> it's like <laughs>
1: i'm coming after you <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> okay um what was the last time you felt inspired to create something? Oh, this it's afternoon. A
2: hard <laughs> this afternoon when I was recording. Uh, my recording session, it was just, yeah. It, it, many ideas came to my mind. And I'll I'll be thinking about these things and, you know, how to make them happen in the future. So
0: so exciting what is your party trick
2: party trick
0: like odd skill or trick that you do to impress people at a party <laughs> okay
1: and it's, you can't say an opera singer because everyone says that
2: oh no 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 no! not that one I know how to do something it, it would have to be a crazy party uh to make that happen <laughs> but I know, how do you call, you know those things where you can, you get taller, you can walk on them. They're like stilts, stilts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know how to walk walk on stilts. So if we were at a party where (laughs) stilts were available,
1: I could do that.
0: Okay. I'm looking up a place for renting.
1: Here go. <laughs> January fifteenth.
0: <15th>. January fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> well, Camila, thank you so so much for joining us on the podcast. I speak for Hannah and myself when I say we're so grateful to know you and to have been able to speak to you today.
2: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, thank you both. It's it's great just to be able to talk about things we don't always talk about, right? Um, it's it's a great opportunity and you two are absolutely fantastic. I'm so grateful for our friendship. I really am.
0: Likewise. Um, can you tell our viewers where they can find out more information about you?
2: Of course. Um, My website? Uh, wow, this sounds so fancy. No, it's just a normal, you know, thing. <laughs> but... <laughs> This is just weird. Um, uh, uh, they can find me at camila <laughs> in dot com.
1: We'll link it below. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, on Instagram, um, C Montef as well. And uh, if it's not obvious, you know, by now, I am super approachable. <laughs> I love to meet people. <laughs> and <You> refer-
0: <laughs> so mean to me. I don't you know. <laughs>
2: know. <laughs> I'm super friendly. Um and I I guess I just I I always talked to people that were doing things I would like to be doing in a year from now or a couple years or five or ten. I never had a problem with that. And that has been an immense help for me as a young artist. Just you know, uh getting to know things and working in this world, right? So I'm um, just saying that in case, you know, any younger singers um uh, who would like, you know, to talk anytime. I'm I'm just so happy to, you know, share any. I, I don't have much experience or you know knowledge really, but we we are all together in this path, right? And we should help each other. So absolutely, anytime.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Camilla. We appreciate it.
1: My
2: pleasure
0: hello 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 oh my god hello. wow these are scary
1: hannah let me let me